There are some things you learn best in calm and some in storm. If you spend your whole life waiting for the storm, you'll never enjoy the sunshine. If patience is worth anything, it must endure to the end of time. And a living faith will last in the midst of the blackest storm. What's up, everybody? This is Andrew Wilson hitting you late. Not real late. Kind of late. Um, about 10 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> I was just sitting here kind of thinking. Wasn't really going to do a podcast tonight, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, but I throw on as much episodes as I can. Um, but anyway... Um, I was sitting here thinking, um, here in a little bit between 12 and midnight or 12 and midnight, 10 and midnight, uh, we're supposed to get a storm. It's supposed to be, could be a bad storm, but I mean, I think it's supposed to be short lived, but anyway, um, I was sitting here thinking about it and how, Earlier, I went outside and I prepared for it. You made sure nothing was going to blow over, you know, put my trash can in the garage or whatever. And uh, so I was sitting here thinking about the storm and then um, kind of being my normal self. And I kind of flipped the script and I was like, man, it's crazy how... Um, you know, life in general is, is so much like um, a simple storm. And you know how <clears throat> you know how people are like, uh, you know, I'm just trying to weather the storm. You know, this they're just trying to survive. You know, and uh, and that's a good thing or whatever. But. Um, I don't think just getting by is the way you have to look at it. The, you really have to, um, just like I did, I went outside, I, I, uh, moved stuff out of the way. I've put some heavy stuff on some stuff so it didn't blow away. You know, I, I prepared for it and, um, and then I went inside confidently knowing that, Everything outside's gonna be okay. Now I can be safe inside with my family, and everything's gonna be all right. Um, <clears throat> and and then and then you take the chance of, well, the storm could be so bad that you could still get damage outside, you know, or you could still get damage to your house. Um, there's just the chance that you take. But the more you prepare, the better off you are. And so I'm kind of just reflecting and I'm kind of putting that, I'm just kind of reflecting and I'm kind of putting that into my, uh, to my life, you know, seeing how in general, how that stuff affects me or, you know, if that's what my life's like, or if I prepare like I should, 
And um, the answer is, I don't think any of us properly do. Um, I think a lot of us are like, kind of just living day by day, seeing how it's going to go. And then, you know, um, but there are some of us that are preparing our lives for success. You know, and I think I do that to an extent, um, but I don't, every day it's not a, a, a goal of mine to... Um, prepare the rest of my life to be nothing but 100% successful because the way I look at success is a whole lot different from a lot of other people um, some people think of success when they uh, they have this career and they, um, they they're so good at it that um, they get paid a lot of money to do it and Um, Therefore, they're able to do a lot more things than other people. Um, They're able to get a lot more time off um, or or whatever that, whatever that, you know, kind of what I'm talking about, you know, um, and there's some people that deserve that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking that away from anybody, but, um, you know, there's still some people that, um, you know, do a really good job, but don't get looked at like they should. Therefore, don't get paid enough that they should um, be getting, you know. Um, so, I, but I think that's all part of uh, the process of preparing yourself to be successful. So, say, um, so say I'm, um, I'm in a job right now and I'm, I feel like I'm unsuccessful and the job's just not going for me. Um, I have a passion for it, but it's just not going the way I was supposed to. You know, I think it's uh, okay at that point in my life to prepare for something better because I know that I'm longing for something better. Um, so it's like a hundred thousand different scenarios that in my mind, I don't know about 100,000, but there's a bunch of scenarios in my mind that um, I can relate to a simple storm outside. It's kind of crazy. Um, but I think it's good to think like that. Um, one, you really um, are reflecting on what you've been missing. Um, you re- you really refle- uh, reflect on... Um, how you could be bettering yourself, um, or or something as simple as, man, I'm just not trying. You know, I'm kind of sitting on my butt, letting life get ahead of me, and um, it's not that easy. So, anyway, that's that's my big thing today. Was pretty much, you know, weathering the storm. Um. And some of us, some of us go through um, periods where the the storm is just, it seems like it's too hardcore, like it's too hardcore to bear. And, uh, and you don't feel like it's ever going to end. So you don't feel like you're going to get through whatever you're getting through in your life. And, um, and I can relate to that in some sense, um. I've talked about a lot of scenarios on my podcast where 
Um, my family had been weathering a storm that, you know, we never, never thought would ever end. You know, and then sometimes, like, in moments like right now, you know, some of us, some of us are kind of getting our hopes up, thinking that something's going to happen, and then you get, you kind of, you have to prepare yourself for um, either that to successfully happen or, or it to fail. And unfortunately, in situations like this, I think I, you know, we really have to prepare ourselves for the worst because, you know, a likelihood is um, we're not going to get everything that we want because, uh, unfortunately, that's how the, you know, the system works. You know, it's usually not in your favor. And that's unfortunate. But the best thing to do, like I said, is to prepare for it. Therefore, therefore you're mentally ready for that and the next moment. So, you know... Um, I think a lot of kids in school can relate um, to weathering the storm. Sometimes it can be something as simple as um, I don't do well in math. Uh, I didn't do well in math in high school. I'm telling you right now, I would be a horrible cashier. Um, I'd probably do all right because it'd tell me what to do, but Um, I'd be a horrible cashier because I can't do math as fast as many people can. But, you know, maybe you're going through school and and you really need this class to get a credit or whatever. And you're just struggling, you know, and so you're working yourself through a storm. And the best thing to do is prepare yourself for that. So preparing yourself would be... um, Maybe get some tutoring. Uh, maybe find somebody in your family who really know how to um, do math well, you know, and um, help you with it. Um, even something as simple as helping yourself in the classroom, um, you know, asking your teacher a lot of questions. Um, stuff like that. I know asking questions is big now because a lot of questions are, or a lot of students are on these dumb computers and the teachers really disconnect from the kids. You know, we used to be, we used to connect so well when we were younger, you know, I used to think teachers were buttheads and I hated it. But, you know, now that I'm older, I mean, I, um, I'm so grateful that um, I was in school at a time where teachers were so connected to their students and, um, you know, they, you know, they were teaching classes on the board and in a book and, and you had to ask questions by, you know, raising your hand and, you know, all the old school ways. And the fact of the matter is, um, a lot of kids don't see that anymore. They don't see the, uh, they don't see the, uh, 
connection between student and teacher like they used to. Um, I really think um, that leads to um, kids being criminal. I think that leads to um, kids losing focus. Um, Because we all know that every kid that has a phone is pretty much never focused. You know, I have I have two kids right now, and and I'll be dang if most of the time I don't see them on their cell phone on moments that you know I'm like, man, you should probably get off that dang thing, you know. Even watch some TV, you know. You know, just get your get your face off your phone. I know I'm taking it off and putting it on another device, but you know I'm just trying to be like, hey, like, you know, your life doesn't, you know, everything's not involved in that phone so get your eyes out of it and put it in someone else something else sorry but uh you know even if it's something simple as a book or just sitting there just doing nothing you know cleaning doing something doing something be be productive go outside folks we can still breathe the air outside God has still blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful outside area. So we can do stuff outside. And and the funny part is I hear a lot of parents, a lot of parents will uh, complain, or not complain. A lot of parents will say, uh, yeah, my kids don't go do, go do anything. My kids are always in their rooms, or <clears throat> my kids are always playing video games and stuff like that. But where do you see those parents at? Doing the same crap, sitting inside, doing absolutely nothing. You know? <clears throat> I, w- I wonder what the per- percentage is now of kids who can't mow a yard. You know how many times kids had to mow a yard when I was younger? The parents didn't want to do nothing outside. They made their kids do everything outside. It was great for them because they got their butts outside. You know, I still make my kids do that every now and then. Maybe not mow the yard, but at least go out and help and do something, you know, simple. My daughter, she actually enjoys being outside. Bad part about it is she'll go outside, sit on the swing, and then she'll be on her phone. But, you know, at least I get her butt outside. So, I know society's kind of made it a lose-lose situation. But, you know, kids are even... Kids are going through a a hard time now. These children and stuff and these schools. Man, it's... It's hard. It's got to be difficult to learn like we used to. And all these different programs and stuff they got now that they're, you know, trying to make these kids learn by and stuff. And I don't know. I won't get in too much more of that. I will tell you that I disagree highly with the school system. Um, I, I was not a big fan of Common Core. Um, I uh, I definitely despise 
the use of computers in a classroom. Um, I'm also a substitute teacher, so I see I see this quite often. I see it quite often in kids, and man, these kids just like to screw around more than they like to do anything. These kids don't care about class most of the time. There's some kids in my classes, they got 23%. They think it's the funniest crap ever. And the craziest part about that is, is they know that they could do a summer school on their computer without going to school and make up that class. So, even though these kids are a little bit smarter than we think, they're not getting the education that they should be because they're trying to work around the system because it's very, very easy to do in schools nowadays. Some kids are so far behind that they can sit in a classroom all day long uh, working on credit recovery. And... They're assigned so many assignments a day, and once they get those assignments done in a certain amount of time, they get a credit for that class. That's insane. You think I'm going to get... Man, if I would have knew I could get a a credit in math on the computer, doing it on, you know, with programs and stuff, trying to teach me on the computer and stuff, uh, if I could get credits... On uh, on a computer, man, I would I would have ate that up. And that's what kids do now too. They they know some of these kids can run around and do whatever they want and make school their last priority and still still graduate early, which is insane. So I know I said I wasn't gonna get in much of that. Um, it's uh, I think the school systems are a joke anymore. Um, I, I really wish there was a real education for these kids, um, because I obviously care about the future, um, generation that my kids are going to be living in. And, um, with all that stuff happening the way it is until they find a better system, I, I think, I think they're in some trouble, but, um, you know. Maybe that's another storm that these kids are going to have to, you know, get through. Um, every storm is pretty much possible to to get through. You just really have to prepare yourself for it, and then and then be able to manage yourself afterwards. And and. Uh, know and and usually it's and usually they're all right so um, a lot of sad things that I notice are the kids that are struggling in their families um their parents separating and or them just not having their parents at all you know I mean some of those storms are probably the hardest storms that um I see and can do absolutely nothing about it. I wish I could just give myself to all of those kids who needed a, you know, a father figure or, you know, parents of some sort in their lives because they walked out on them. Uh, you know, and 
I work with a lot of troubled kids and stuff right now. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, their family lives. So I'm not saying every kid, um, is perfect when they have their parents in their lives. Don't get me wrong, but their minds are more likely to think negatively when they don't have a lot of positive influence in their life. And that, uh, is something I see quite often in the sad. It's, it's very, very sad. Um, I do nothing but pray for those kids, um, daily because, um, a lot of them are lost and they need some sort of figure in their lives to, uh, to get by, to be able to stay mentally stable. Mendish thing about, I'm 36 years old. My, my father passed away a couple years ago. And even now, as a 36 year old, I struggle with my parent, with my father being gone. Okay. My father wasn't even a crazy good part of my life. But even right now, I struggle with him being gone. Imagine being eight, nine years old in that pivotal moment in your life that you need your father there and some something happens where um, they were doing drugs or they got they were criminally charged or something and these parents are out of their lives and they're gone. You know, and then they get tossed around to these families and say, man, it can't, what a storm. So you can't, you, you gotta imagine that that has to be a, you know, that has to do a lot of, uh, with, you know, the kind of people that they are because, um, the storms that they face at home. So I, I happen to work with kids, um, um, just, and that's why that idea pops up into my head, maybe a little more often than everyone else's. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that care about our newer generation, and I think it's good to let them hear um, stories. That way, um, maybe they can keep their children. Um, in a position where um, they have the best possible figures in their life and they have a good chance of being, you know, successful or semi-successful due to the help of the figures that they have, the the positive influences and the figures that they have. So, So, yeah. Uh, think about kind of turn the page to a different chapter here that, um, think about the police, the, uh, the, um, storms that they are weathering right now, um, when it comes to people's view on them, you know, especially to all the good ones out there. (laughs) You know, they, they get they get looked down upon because a lot of negativity that's going on in the world. That's sad. You know, these people 
These people are willing to protect us with their lives. You know? Oops. Uh, they're willing to literally give their lives up for every one of us. Uh, I'm not speaking for the bad ones. I'm not speaking for the the cops that really don't give a crap, you know. I think that in itself is sad. I think it's sad to see that, you know, you decided to choose a career like being a police officer and serve the people and but have nothing but bad intentions. It just means that you're a bad person and and uh you really need a uh a good smack in the head and to wake up, you know, if that's the job that you want to do, you know, but if that's not the kind of person that you want to be, then you need to find something else. Um, because a lot of people are going to hold these good cops accountable because you, you chose to pick a job that you, uh, you wasn't, uh, willing to give yourself up for. And that's with anything, you know. You see firefighters that are like pieces of crap. <laughs> you know, they go out and, you know, they may save some people in the fire, but they'll be the same ones like um, lighting places on fire because they think they can get away with it. You know, you know I don't know. <laughs> I was listening to the radio um, I won't quote, you know, any, I know it's in Florida. I won't quote from the places and all that because it's, it's that story. You can look it up, but there, there was a guy who was watching his kid play soccer and his kid, uh, got in a fight, um, with another kid out on the field. Now we can stop and analyze this right now. What's the one, no matter what happened in this situation, what's the one reason why this kid got in a fight? Well, here it is. This kid got in a fight because that's what this kid knows, right? I understand some kids have to defend themselves, but they're in a game. They have referees and everything. There was no need to use any physical force. They only used physical force because that's what they know. That's what they've been taught. And that's the influences in their lives. That's what they've seen them do. And so they get into this fight and um, this dad comes out and he's ticked off at the referee because uh, he gets, this kid gets a penalty and man, he punches their referee out. He just punches him out. Bam. And uh, uh, the kicker to this story, the kicker to the story is this man is a police officer right? The guy that is arresting people for doing stupid stuff like that was the one that went out into the field and punched this referee out just because he had some, you know, sports rage. Probably ruined uh, his season for his son and ruined the chance to probably ever watch him again. And could quite possibly probably ruined his career. You know? So, 
also another storm that you got to work yourself through as a parent. You're going to see your kids go through some uh, crazy stuff. They're going to fail. They're going to get mad. They're going to go, you know, you just have to, you have to teach them how to um, be able to um, appropriately defend themselves in this situation. So if it's as simple as um, the moment happened and walking away and letting the ref do what he's got to do, that's what you got to do. Even if the call was bad against you, you're like, yeah, I get it. And then you walk away. Guess what? You're playing the rest of the game. You just got one penalty. But if you got in a fight, you pretty you you pretty much took the chance away from being able to to play for the rest of the season. So you got to prepare yourself for those storms in your life. Yeah, even uh, that cop, you know, yeah, he knew that there was going to be moments that he disagreed with the people on the field when watching his kid. Shoot, I watched my son literally get knocked out. He got he got hit in the head so hard he got knocked out, and it was a horrible thing to watch. You know, I wanted to go out and I wanted to punch that kid in the face, but do you think I did? No. One, I uh, I knew that the referees were supposed to take care of it, and two, uh, if they didn't do anything about it, I knew that I I could um, contact the people that I needed to contact. Um, so, you know, those kids could be out on the field again playing, playing ball. And, and for the most part that happened, the kid wasn't allowed to play for the rest of the game and they tried to put him back out, but, um, coach stuck to his word and said, you know, Hey, and they agreed to pull him back off. So he really didn't get an opportunity to do anything, do anything else stupid to my son, and then another reason would be that uh, they eventually took him out. Uh, he tried to go back. My son tried to go back in and play, but um, he literally got knocked unconscious. So he had to go through concussion protocol and stuff like that, and and just ended up couldn't play for you know couldn't play for the rest of the the game. He's out a couple games, but. Yeah, so I, I have to prepare to see my son get put in those situations. And uh, I have to prepare myself to um, stay calm and, and uh, you know, work it out with the appropriate people. Not go out and punch somebody out just because uh, something happened. Sometimes there's legit stories to that, you know. Like the kid was trying to jump and headbutt the ball and he accidentally headbutted you know, my son, and it knocked him out, you know, okay, I get it, that's what you do, you use your head in soccer, you know, cool, um, would I be still mad at the kid for doing it, yeah, I'd probably be a little angry, but in the end, I would know that he didn't intentionally do it, and, uh, you know, he just needs to be careful next time, as long as that idea was brought up to him, I'd be happy about it, but, um, flip the page again um what if you're the president look at all the storms that the president has to work himself through look at all the storms that he gets himself into 
Uh, that's a pretty big one. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, a lot of pe- a lot of people probably disagree with what I got to say, and that's fine. Um, but uh, you know, NFL players, baseball players, NBA players, you know, MLB, whatever, soccer, MMA fires, all, you know, all these guys that. Um, play, you know, they get themselves into storms that they have to prepare themselves to be um, sportsmanlike and and appropriate, and um, you know, do what they're told and work through things and everything else. They, without doing that, then they'd be going through blind and they'd be making a lot of bad decisions because they'd be getting pretty mad. So, you know. So I guess the moral of my story is, um, I happen I happen to be going through a storm right now, and not the literal storm that's supposed to be, you know, here within an hour, but I'm I'm literally, you know, in a sense going through a storm because I have a lot of decisions to make, um, and. Uh, these decisions are um, going to affect me and my family and everything else. And and so I have to prepare myself for that when it happens and uh, be able to, you know, do that properly. So um, whatever storm that you're going through right now, whether it be something as simple as school or something as serious as politics or an emergent, you know, a health issue or, um, a career issue or, you know, whatever. Um, my advice to you is one, um, you may not be religious, but you need to pray about it. If nothing else, you need to vent about it. You need to talk to somebody about it. Uh, two, make sure that those decisions and stuff that are popping up in your head um, are something that you and your family um, agree with. Because sometimes, because sometimes your first judgment isn't a good one. Because say, say you got two colleges and this one college, this one college was uh, a Christian college, but um, the one guy didn't say hi to you, so you decided, uh, man, I'm going to go to that other school because this guy in this Christian college didn't say hi to me. You know, in, in reality, maybe he was just thinking about um, all the things that he need, needed to say to you, and it wasn't on purpose. You know, something stupid like that, you know. You, you just got to really be able to prepare yourself um, to make good decisions and, and having... You know, they always say two heads are better than one. So having your family and and uh, taking your time, you know, kind of sitting down and taking your time and all that, um, that'll really um, help you get yourself into a better place uh, when it comes to, to surviving these storms. Um, but, and, and, and that's, I guess that's the last one. Yeah, you should just, you you need to learn to be patient. Um, Nothing is going to come when you want it to. Um, 
I'm going to say this wrong, um, but it's okay because I really like it. Um, and this is going to kind of, I'm going to kind of end it on this, but, um, this is a religious thing. If you don't want to listen to this, that's cool. Um, but I really like it. So, um, they say, um, when you pray, you ask for something. So say I ask God to work me through a medical issue, right? God takes that prayer and he puts it in a package, right? He's like FedEx and he puts it in a package. He wraps it all up and he sends it out. Okay. He answered that prayer. But the thing about it is, the thing about that present is he, he doesn't put a date on it. Uh, well, he may, he may put a date on it. He just don't tell you when the date is. So you don't know when it's coming. And, um, you really don't know what to expect with the answer. But anyway, um, he sends that out and there's something that, um, there's something that is required from you that is so essentially important, important, um, and it all just boils down to having faith that, that God would do that. So, uh, I think that's a cool analogy. You know, God takes your prayer, he puts it in a package, he sends it out, but you don't know when you're going to get it, but there's one element to it that, um, is required from you and that's your faith. And so I think even in a non-religious aspect, um, in situations like these, I think you have to have some faith that, um, things are going to work out. These storms are going to subside. These, um, there's going to be, um, you know, some sunshine and green grass on the other side of the fence and, and, and stuff is going to work out. It's just, it's going to take time and patience and, and you being the best version of yourself. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave everybody with that. Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. It's a uh, Friday night heading into Saturday, Sunday, and, and I, I know everybody's probably excited to have the weekend off, but I don't get it. So I'm not excited. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, enjoy your time with your families. Um, enjoy this nice weather that's starting to happen right now, especially here in Ohio. Um, spring's actually starting to spring. And, uh, and, um, just enjoy every day, you know, one day at a time. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you guys have, again, have a great weekend and, and I was, and I would be talking to you guys again soon. Peace.